And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Well, yesterday, USDA released the October WASDE report. They had to take the quarterly grain stocks and small grain summary numbers from September 30th and incorporate those into the balance sheet, along with the typical adjustments to yield and demand that we see on a monthly WASDE report. Not a lot of surprises, but there were a few, including the soybean yield number in the U.S. coming down to 49.8 bushels per acre at the low end of pre-report estimates. Corn yield pretty much in line with expectations at 171.8. After the release of the report and after the trade closed yesterday, we talked with Mike Zuzalo of Global Commodity Analytics on Market Talk to get his thoughts on what he saw with the WASDE numbers and more and how the market reacted. Here is that interview with Mike Zuzalo, starting with his overall reaction to the October WASDE report. Yeah, one of the most supportive reports. Uh, for the month of October that I can recall uh, in the last several years, Jesse, and and that's led by um, not only the expected decline in wheat yield and wheat production from the September 30th numbers, but also substantial yield declines when it comes to corn and beans and also even an acreage decline, a harvested acreage decline as well to boot. So the USDA really gave a lot of supply updates some partially expected, some not expected at all. I would say from my standpoint, I wasn't shocked to see a bean yield decline, but I was surprised how big it was. I was shocked, however, to see another corn yield decline, given what I'm hearing around the country right now. And given the fact that we're barely 30% harvested in the corn at this point. So I thought they'd keep their powder dry for at least one more month when it came to the corn. And uh, I didn't, I wasn't surprised that the beans did change because a little bit more progress in beans versus corn and in many more parts of maybe more spread out around the country, I should say. Well, Mike, you talk about that soybean yield coming down, and I am very curious what this trade is going to do moving forward. That yield coming in 49.8 bushels per acre, so it's below that psychological 50 level, which, uh, again, I was surprised on. I just wonder what that could do to this trade moving forward. Yeah, you know, the sentiment of the trade is one thing, but if you look at these hard numbers that I generated for Market Talk Ag today, and uh, I, I think it really points out a couple, three of them declining. USDA also, and I think rightfully changed and lowered total demand in all three because of the river level issues and because of the weakened export pace that we continue to see week after week. And so pretty big drop in the uh, corn total demand number, pretty big drop in the wheat total demand number, not as big a drop in the soybeans. However, even with those changes, Jesse, when we look at the average price change from today versus September, we notice wheat went up 20 cents a bushel, corn a nickel a bushel, but soybeans, they took from $14.35 down to $14. And so typically and historically as an analyst, when we see average prices go down, that tends to temper our enthusiasm on wanting to add two positions. That's a general broad brush uh, analysis there. But then if you look at the bottom part of this, uh, this graphic, we're looking at the world supply demand and just the stocks to use ratios, which 
I feel are the number one most important thing to look at from month to month to month. And we see that wheat went down nine tenths of a percent in stocks to use, still very tight at under 34 percent uh, stocks left over after demand is factored in. Corn went down substantially. We're now down to 25.6 percent stocks to use levels. Beans actually went up, however, because we went up to 100.5 million metric tons. That actually created an opportunity to go up in stocks by about 0.24%. So we're at 26.44% now. So that goes back to your question, what does that mean to the trade? Well, if you look at these numbers and you look at where we are in the trade as far as bean corn ratio, bean wheat ratio, and things like that, you could see for a brief period of time, maybe days, uh, you could see the beans unwind short sides of spreads against the wheat, against the corn. But at the end of the week, at the end, you know, as we go to the end of the month, especially if river levels don't return to normal and we don't improve our shipping line uh, in the barge freight category, I really think it's going to be hard for soybeans to go it alone to the upside. And they're going to need wheat and corn to help them uh, at this stage of the game uh, in the next week or so. Well, on that topic, Mike, talking about the river levels and thinking about the soybeans a little bit more, I know you are looking at some analysis uh, about China and looking at their the demand side. You know, we're not seeing a whole lot of soybeans or, or corn or wheat, for that matter, going to China. It just feels like they're kind of absent from our market right now. What are you seeing You know, more on the soy side? What's kind of the latest here? I know an ag attache report. I'll pull that up on the video. Yeah, this is a really important piece of information going forward, Jesse, because USDA today, if I had to take issue with anything today, it probably was the fact that USDA increased China's soybean imports by a million tons and went to 98 million. That doesn't sound like a lot until you look at this report from the ag attache from back in early September, where he actually went from 98 down to 96.5. And if you look at the table here of all the different Um, estimates out there other than official USDA numbers, it's really hard to get above 96.5 for the 22-23 marketing year. And the reason he, the post in Beijing, lowered his number by one and a half million tons is because the Chinese, because of high soybean meal prices, are blending other types of feed ingredients in and reducing their soybean meal consumption in their feed rations. And I don't see that changing anytime soon. So I think what's going to happen here is the trade's going to become more comfortable with the idea that China's growth is okay, China's demand is okay, and their soybean demand is okay. And they're kind of going to whistle past the graveyard because USDA also bumped up the Brazilian crop from last month by a million metric tons and raised this upcoming crop year by 3 million tons to 152 million. And so I'm very nervous that the demand side of the equation, specifically from China, because their growth has been lowered so much here in the last couple of weeks and their hog prices, yes, they're high, but the meal prices are so high, it's hard to crush beans into meal. I'm very nervous that the trade is going to assume strong demand in 22-23 for China just because of this report. So I'm still playing defense on the soybeans. And when you add this piece of analysis to the other two things I looked at, I would still say to you uh, in the longer term and the medium term, soybeans are still the leader to the downside unless we have a serious weather problem start to crop up in Brazil relatively soon.
And again, that's Mike Zuzalo of Global Commodity Analytics. We talked to him yesterday afternoon on Market Talk. You can learn more about the show by going to markettalkag.com. You can listen to the full episode from yesterday as well. You can also learn more online at americanagnetwork.com. This has been American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you and yours a great rest of your day.